afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is on this amazing day. Welcome. I hope you are having a great morning, afternoon, or evening. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee and Christ. This is my weekly share of the daily process that has transformed my life. I am coming to you from Odds Cafe and West Haywood Road over here in Asheville, North Carolina. If you ever get to Asheville, check out Odds. Audrey does an amazing job here. Her and her staff, fantastic vibe. I'm sitting outside on the back porch um, here recording this. And let's jump right in. I'm going to start with the verse of the day, which is 1 Samuel 2, 2. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. You know, what this is speaking into me this morning in particular is that we all need a rock and the only rock is God. That's where we have to go. That's where I have to go for truth, for something that is real, for something that I can count on 100% because listen, as human beings here in this broken world, we are just influenced so much, one, by our upbringing, by our environment, all the things that have uh, impacted us over time. So to put expectations on other people to be our rock is, if you think about it, insane. It makes no sense. We need to have our foundation um, just grounded in something that we know is true, that doesn't waver, that will be truth no matter what the situation or circumstance. So thank God for God. Thank God is like that we have the rock that is our God. Yay! All right, so we're, I'm reading from now. You guys know I'm into the New Testament. So I'm in Matthew 3. Well, let me see now. Is it Matthew 3? Yeah, Matthew 3. Let's see. Yes, I want to make sure. Matthew 3. Here we go. John the Baptist prepares the way. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. So John the Baptist, he was just like a unique, unique dude. Um, they called him Crazy John, I think, back in the day, because he just had this zeal about him that was just mind-blowing. It just uh, blew people away. So let's, let's delve more into John. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. Okay, so can you picture that? His food was locusts and wild honey. Okay. <laughs> People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. 
produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So that is powerful. John talking to the Pharisees. Pharisees were the religious leaders of that time who had good hearts. They wanted to follow all the rules to try to reconcile people to God. So their hearts were in the right place, but they thought they could act their way through rule following to uh, repairing the relationship with God, which was not the way. And the good fruit that, that John is talking about, from my standpoint, is take a look at your life, what you're, what you're doing now, what are you impacting? Who are the people around you? What what are they producing? You know, and that's just a humbling thing to think about, is what is the fruit of what you are doing producing? We are creating a community of people, and um, I, I believe God is God is doing the work. We're just putting ourselves out there. This podcast is an example of that. So we want to produce the fruit that God wants us to produce. And the way we do that is by following Jesus. Jesus is our teacher. He tells us which way to go. He tells us how to approach certain situations. All right, let's go on. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. You know who that is, Jesus, right? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So he's he's talking about a a Jesus that's coming that's going to be just powerful and decisive that's what it sounds like okay so now we go to the baptism of Jesus then Jesus came from Galilee this is uh, 3.13 to the Jordan to be baptized by John now you remember Jesus ended up in Galilee in Nazareth because of angels helping his parents first go from Bethlehem to Egypt then from Egypt to Galilee. So, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. So listen, Jesus wanted John to do the baptizing so he could truly be, I believe, say and embody us. Like he came to live as we live, to be baptized as we will be baptized and have been baptized. So that's the all righteousness that Jesus is referring to. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove 
and a lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Look at that. How cool would it have been to have been there when that happened? Uh, so, so that is the truth. When you read, when I read, when we read the Bible, this is truth. And you got to believe it is truth. If you don't believe it, then you don't believe it. Fine, I'm telling you, it's true. Me telling you doesn't, may have no impact on it. I've just seen in my own life how when I shift from unbelief to belief, my whole life changed. Everything in my life turned around, flipped upside down. I did become brand new in an instant and I continue to be transformed by God, by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did and is still doing. So the baptism itself right here, John the Baptist did, it is another indicator for me how you know, when Jesus came up out of that water, God said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I'm well pleased. It's the same for you and me. When I came up out of the water, oh, the emotion was amazing. But when I fell down to my knees um, in my backyard, that's when I was totally broken. And I think that's what God is looking for from all of us is to be broken, to be broken, because this world has tried to tell us that it's all up to us, that we can do it. It's a me, me, ego kind of thing. That's the world. Listen, that is not what we are called to be. That's not what we're called to do, is be of this world. We can be in this world, but not of this world. So if you want some truth, uh, take a look at this Matthew 3 and John the Baptist. How cool is John the Baptist? I mean, this guy did not care. He was just going to be who he was going to be, eating locusts and honey and dressed in camel hair and all that stuff. All right, so you all know that I read from, or you may or may not know, I should say, I read from the John Maxwell Bible. So. John has some thoughts on Matthew 3. Courage. John demonstrates courageous leadership. John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, paved the way for Christ. John prepared the people for Jesus' ministry with a unique ministry of his own, courageously calling people to repent and live out what they claim to believe. John confronted Pharisees, common people who lived hypocritically, and even King Herod himself. Remember, Herod was trying to kill Jesus as a baby. That's what he did. Tried to kill Jesus when he was a baby. He wanted to kill him. And he killed lots of little kids under the age of two. It's terrible. Herod was terrible. Check my Instagram story if you see this. Um, on Thursday the 7th, it'll be up for 24 hours. I talk about Herod. Uh, note how courageous his leadership demonstrated itself. John preached a clear message, the Pharisees, a complex one. That's the difference. 
and what we read in verses 1 to 3. John cared more about his integrity than about his image. Again, integrity over image. That is so important. Don't worry about what other people think of you. It's, it's worry about saying what's true about being integrous. John had stronger convictions than his critics. Yes, he was convicted. That's how I feel like I've got, I've, I can have critics trying to tell me what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what my motives are. They don't know. My convictions are stronger than my critics. Bring on the critics. Okay, that just reinforces my steadfastness and my resolve to speak the word of God out there into the world. It needs to be heard. How did John become so courageous? What helped him build his courage? His mission was deliberate. His job was to prepare for the coming of the Lord. There we go. And that's our job. That's my job today is to prepare for the second coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming back, y'all. So if you're sleeping and you're not believing, start believing. Listen, start believing. Just start believing and see what happens. Start believing and see what happens. Don't start out on the skeptical note. Start out with the curious note. Start off with the, what if this is true? Could this be like the key to unlocking my life the way it should be? All right, two, his message was decisive. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Yeah, decisive message. Just like I say, start believing. Pick up the Bible, start reading in the New Testament where I am at right now. If you want some guidance, reach out to me. We've got a whole community of people who are searching. You don't have to be a Jesus follower to um, be part of our community, but reach out, reach out. His motive was direct. He had Elijah's voice crying in the wilderness. Yeah, his motives were good. Jesus, that's, that's my motive. 100% Jesus, nothing for me, all for him. No glory for me, all glory for him. My critics, if I have critics, I don't even so. If I have critics, I don't know if my voice is strong enough to have critics, but if I do, if anybody challenges my motives, let them challenge my motives. I'm not gonna be trying to defend my motives. I know my motives and God knows my motives. His manner was different. His clothes came from camel hair and he ate locusts, just what I had talked about. Yeah, his manner was different. You gotta be a little bit different. I'm sitting in a coffee shop surrounded by a couple different groups of people doing a podcast about Jesus in Asheville, North Carolina. I think that's a little bit different. You gotta be a little bit different and not wanting to conform and fit into the crowd. That's key, I believe. His principles were deep. He believed people must exhibit the fruit of repentance. Amen. Repent. The fruit of repentance. That is so interesting the way John put that. There is fruit in repentance. When I've repented about the crap that I've done in the past, um, oh, it's free. And the fruit of that is more compassion for other people. It's more grace for other people and what they're going through. I pray more now for other people than I ever have. I hold no ill will towards other people. I don't, because I know it's Satan that is doing all of the 
crazy stuff that's happening out there. This the, the, the battle is in the spiritual realm. That's where the demon reigns. Okay? His method was daring. He directed people to confess their sins and be baptized. Yeah. I gotta be more daring, I think. I think I need to be more daring. That's good wisdom for me taken away from this today. His mind was discerning. He perceived the pretense of the Pharisees. Um, I'm working on discernment as well. There was pretense in the Pharisees. Um, and discernment, you know, that's what I try to balance with a, with a giving heart that I have and wanting the best for everybody. I've got to be discerning in, in that whole process. And God has, has me on a journey toward deeper discernment, which I am really thankful for. And finally, eight, his ministry was developing. He drew people from all over Judea. And you know what? That's what we're doing with Life Transform. Right now, we're drawing people from all over the country. Eventually, the world is our one of our leaders, Tim, talks about. Um, so that's really cool. So I think these are good points. Make a note here. John's note. Those of you who are new to the podcast, it's totally spontaneous. I didn't rehearse any of this. John's note on 1072. There we go. And finally, Matthew 3, 11 to 14, the law of respect. John submits to Jesus' leadership. Even though John the Baptist possessed the strongest voice of his day, when Jesus stepped forward, he willingly submitted to his authority. He even predicted Christ's coming. He knew his role was to prepare everyone for the Messiah. He laid his ego aside and humbly fulfilled his calling. Yes, isn't that what it's all about? He acknowledged the one who was greater than he, publicly said to Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. Healthy leaders remain in touch with their own influence and wield it without reservation. Yet, they never allow ego to drive them. They yield to stronger leaders when they appear because the cause is more important than personal popularity. You know what? And if you had a glimpse into our leadership team at Life Transform, you would see that happening all the time. None of us None of us is above yielding to the other when stronger view, view, viewpoints, perspectives come about. And that is truly the beauty of what we're doing. So listen, I'm imploring you to get involved with Life Transform. If this is stirring you at all, figure out, get on a call every Friday, 3.15 Eastern. We have an opportunity call or path to freedom call, I call it. So you can jump on there and learn more about how you can get involved in our community. If you want to be amongst a group of people who are for you, don't judge you in harmony with you, and are moving forward to honor Jesus and to serve the kingdom, then come on. If you don't know anything about Jesus and you're just curious, you're like, hey, this Jesus thing is real. That sounds like a lot of fun. Then come join us as well. All right. This has been Robert Bowling coming to you from Odds Cafe life transformed coffee and christ i will be checking in with you again another pod will drop this monday and have a great rest of your morning afternoon or evening